there's an old story told of, I've told this story relatively recently, I think, uh, but you weren't here. Uh, so uh, a story told of a king who was recently crowned and he invited all of his subjects to come and visit him. So come and pay their respects or you know, to meet him. So obviously this was opened not just to the rich and uh, the wealthy and the, the, the ruling class, but also to uh, yeah, all of his subjects. So also to, even to those who hadn't much to offer or to bring. And uh, so the day came, the people lined up, all festivities and fanfare, and uh, this beggar man heard about the invitation. He said, sure, I'll go along as well. Free meal, sounds good. So he gets into the queue anyway, and he's making his way up to greet the king. While he's doing so, he's reaching into his pocket, his little bag of, of grain, a little bag of wheat. So he's just chewing on some of the, the, the grains as he was in the queue. And he gets up to the, as he's approaching the front, he can see that actually people are giving the king gifts. So they're arriving, they're, they're giving him something. They're giving, uh, there was a, a jeweler, now a gold worker, a goldsmith even, goldsmith who offered him some of his work and there was a, <clears throat> a farmer in front who offered him a goat and, and he thought, Jeannie, I'm, I haven't much to give him really, do I? Do I? So he's in the queue, and the queue is getting shorter and shorter. And he arrives up to the king anyway, and he just reaches in and says, Well, look, I'm, I have nothing to give. So he reaches in, gives him a grain of wheat. The king looks at him and says, Thank you. And on he goes. On his way out, he reaches back into his pocket for some more grain and realizes that one of the grains had somewhat magically, again, we don't believe in magic, but okay, it's a story. One of the grains had turned into gold. And he said, ah, if I had just given him everything. If I had just given him everything. And I, I remember that story just when I was thinking today when, you, when we have this, give and there will be gifts for you. A full measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap because the amount you measure out is the amount you will be given back. And it's one of those kind of divine logic things that's, quite startling, kind of like in the Our Father. Forgive us our trespasses. Forgive others, God, forgive others in the same way that we forgive us as we forgive others. Lord, forgive me my sins in the same way that I forgive others theirs. It's a fairly dangerous thing to say, and we say it six times in every rosary. We say it at every Holy Mass. Lord, forgive me my sins in the same way that I forgive others. It's a dangerous thing to say. Please continue saying the Our Father. But I'm just saying be aware of what you're saying. Be aware of what you're saying. Jesus said to his disciples, Be compassionate as your Father compassionate. Do not judge and you will not be judged yourselves. Anybody guilty of, of, of judging today? Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> and think about judging, by the way. There's a couple of things in this because this is one, probably one of the most probably quoted lines by people who don't know anything about the Bible or the church. You can't judge, says so in the Bible. It says don't judge, so you can't judge, so I can do what I want. That's not what that means, by the way. If someone approaches your dear little five-year-old daughter with his uh, collection of pornography that he's going to offer to her for a mere euro, you will say, get away from her or I'll break your face. And you'd be dead right. You can quote me on that, <laughs> okay? Because, okay, you have judged that this man's actions are inappropriate. And you have judged correctly. 
Okay, you're doing something that this is good for your daughter to be protected from. Okay, so you have intervened and you have judged the situation and you've judged correctly. <laughs> okay, and so this is, this is a good thing. So we have to judge. You have to judge. You have to judge if people are, are trustworthy. You know what I mean? Like I'm selling a couple of things on Dundee at the moment, by the way. A photocopy if anybody's interested. Uh, and so as I'm dealing with people, I have to judge, uh, are they actually honest? Are they, you know... So there are scams and all sorts. So you constantly have to check, and anything to do with money especially, I mean, is this the situation, person trustworthy? You have to judge. You're buying a second-hand car. You know, your daughter's girlfriend. Oh, sorry, my goodness. Your daughter's... I need to sleep. Your daughter's boyfriend. Uh, you know, you will, you will judge that person uh, quite acutely. You know, I mean, you, so all these kinds of... You constantly have to judge. When you're driving, you're constantly judging is the person behind you. If they're kind of wobbling around, they're texting, keep away from them. Right? So you, you, constantly, you, you have to judge. That's not a problem. The problem is making yourself judge and jury of a person. You know, okay, it's one thing to say they're not the best of drivers. It's another thing to say they are a bad person. Right? Another person, uh, one thing to say that they have committed a sin. They may, you may, someone's sin or failure may be public. It's another thing to say they are, uh, uh, to judge their whole person on one action. That's different. Like, we do it an awful lot in, 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 in English anyway. I think, you know, a person commits a murder, they are a murderer. You know, a person commits any one particular sin, they are branded as that. That's not actually how a Christian sees things. It's not how God sees things. He sees a son or a daughter who's made a mistake. And so you and I, like, when, when we see, and we have to work with people, and we have to, to talk to people, and we have to deal with people all day, most of us. Uh, so... Seeing that a person has a, has a, a limitation or a weakness here or there, we, we, we have to in order to understand who we're working with. But holding on to that, criticizing the person, labeling them and leaving them in that box and never allowing them to escape from that box because they are insufficient, inadequate, uh, foolish or whatever it may be. However, we have branded them and leaving them there in that box until death. That's not Christian. That is not, that's not what God is asking us to do. Do not judge, and you will not be judged yourselves. So we, as I say, we have to understand people, absolutely, and understand where their limitations and strengths are. If you're working in a team, you know, people should work to their strengths, absolutely. Let the organizers organize. Let the speakers speak. Let the musicians sing. Great. That's fine. There's no problem with that. Uh, so we do have to understand who we're working with, but to not judge and criticize people. Uh, you know the way it can happen, too, when... When you see or hear a certain person and boom, the, the memory just goes listing off all the various, their various offences over the last while. I was talking to someone uh, kind of recently and um, they had an issue with something I, I did or said. And uh, they said, it's like, do you remember that? can't say too much now. <laughs> Remember that situation 25 years ago where you did X, Y, and Z? I thought, my goodness, 25 years ago, and you recounted it as if it happened yesterday. Let go, my friend. Let go. Let go. It was, it was amazing. Like, it, was, it, was, it was just, it was, it was, it was uh, yeah, there were, it was, it was uh, amazing to see how, how the mind held all these things present uh, as, if, as if they were just, as if they had, they had just happened yesterday before. So how the mind can do that, like to hold on to 
grudges and offences and hurts and wounds and just not let them go and constantly hold them present. Do not judge and you will not be judged yourselves. Positively said, like, give and there will be gifts for you. Right? So when, when we give for giveness, when we give of our time to people who we find difficult, when we give a smile or uh, an affirmation to someone who we know needs it, even though we mightn't be in the form ourselves. When we give, even though we feel we've not, we haven't anything to give. We continue to serve even though we're tired. We continue to be joyful even though we're wrecked or whatever it is. You know, when we give, all these, and they're simple things, but to give those gifts and a full measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. Now, maybe back in the day that was actually a good thing. I don't want anything kind of poured in my lap, if that's okay. Can you pour it into a bucket or a... A, a, a basin or something useful pouring it into my lap is kind of useless but anyway that's a side point uh, but whatever you know this full measure poured out and running over just the, the almost the, the exaggeration in God's love that's what we get back and it's like mass you know we give we give the Lord a half an hour we get eternity we give the Lord some crumbs of bread and a drop of wine we get his body and blood we give the Lord our, the mess of our hearts and he comes to live in it. So the Lord will come true on his promises. Give and there will be gifts for you. Give and there will be gifts for you. And not just mediocre, half-hearted gifts, but a full measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. Because the amount you measure out is the amount you will be given back. So in our lives and in our, in our hearts, the most important thing that we must give in abundance is love. That the amount of love we give out is the amount we will get back, and far more especially to those who need it, especially to those who are lonely or lost or hurt, or that we love them. Because the amount that we love is the amount that we will be given back. The amount you measure out is the amount that the Lord will give us. So may the Lord strengthen us in this Lenten journey to give generously to not judge our brother and sister, but to love them as the Father loves them, to be compassionate as the Father is compassionate. Amen.